everyone, welcome to our character profile of Kelly Nealon. Kelly, it's our Kelly. That's right, it's a special Halloween theme. <laughs> Why? Which is spooky and murdery and... Totally murdering. Yeah, we are going to be... She's gone! I know! Sad, sad times, run off into the distance, into into the sunset of Weatherfield. I don't know whether it's a natural sunset or whether it's just a volume wall still. I didn't hear it crash though, so I think she's probably over probably that hill fine. and far away. Yeah, we are talking about Kelly this week. Um, who, um, you know, as somebody who's only been on the show for a couple of years, I was thinking, oh, well, that's okay. It's this going to be a bit of a shorter podcast. That's what I thought. To... No, no, Might no. Be a lot to do. There's an awful lot to say about Kelly Nealon, so we thought this would be a good opportunity to to run down her uh, uh, famous stories over the year, um, some of the best scenes, and kind of just reminisce over over Kelly's time on the cobbles. And I don't know for anyone who might be listening to this in the future, saying, "Who's that bird with a shaved eyebrow? It's not shaved." It's real. Hooray! Back to number one. So, um, let's go and run down. It feels like it's, we just said before we started, it's been so long since we've done a character profile, isn't it? It's, I, I don't know, what, what else has been happening? Uh, I don't know, Going nothing. to Manchester, I don't think interviews. we did very much. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so I, can't, I think I remember how to do these. Let's find out. We'll try and make it not seem too reedy, but that is a lot to read. Gemma, I'm going to tell you. Kelly's vital statistics. She was born on the 22nd of May, 2005. Noob. Her parents <laughs> were Rick and Laura Nealon. Dead. Both dead. Yeah, God, how tragic. She first appeared on the 28th of June, 2019 in Coronation Street and bowed out on the 23rd of September, 2022 after 215 episodes. And she was played by... Millie, Millie Gibson. Gibson. Millie Gibson. Yes, what a fine upcoming actress she is. Now she was. Is it? Can she say that she's upcoming when she's you know, been been doing it for a good few years now? I think it's a watch well, this space. Got, I think she's got a longer career doing this than I have doing anything. So. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. So I I was doing a little bit of research about our Kelly, our Millie, should I say, Amelia, and she was taken on by Screen Management after being Scream spotted. Man- Scream Man- Management. Screen Management. That sounds like people are just going. And then people come in and say, calm down. Don't need to do this. No, but that's a good thing to have. It's for people who are good at like running away Managing from Managing their screams, yeah. She was spotted in drama class at the Oldham Theatre Workshop, age 12. And she appeared in an episode of Love, Lies and Records in 2017, followed by Jamie Johnson, which is a series on CBBC, um, where she was at for 16 episodes. And I'd, I'd never seen or heard of Millie Gibson before coming into Coronation Street, so it's interesting, it'd be interesting also to know. She never heard of us either. She had never heard of us, no, mm. I'm sure. I don't know, maybe she was a closet podcast fan, who knows. Yeah, she was, I, I don't know, it'd be interesting to know whether people who kind of really grew up to, grew to love her in Coronation Street had seen her in anything else, but this was a 16 episode thing on CBBC, Jamie Johnson. And she was in the ITV drama Butterfly. Now, I do remember there being like mega adverts for this when it was out at the time, um, sort of a good few years ago, five odd years ago, because this was a programme about a transgender child and she was the sister of this child. We didn't watch it, but I must have seen adverts with her on. Um, she was then, after that, brought in to play Kelly Nealon for just six episodes of Coronation Street in summer 2019. And I quote, from her. Coronation Street was a great honour and an amazing experience that will stay with me forever. Everyone was so welcoming. On my first day on set, they all made me feel part of the family with their warming jokes and lovable personalities. Mikey North was especially fantastic to work with and I hope to again soon. This is all part of our exit interview, of course, by the way, but I put it in here because it's about when she joined. I've learned lots from our scenes together, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so look straight in there with Mikey North, um, who we can also agree is 
very lovely and welcoming. So who better to, to welcome you to Coronation Street? I don't know. Gemma, tell us about 20, no, 2005 Kelly Neelan. That was her first year of life. It was. Uh, we, know, we know some bits about her yeah. from those early days, 2005. She was born. Tell Rick, me more. Rick Tell and me Laura, more. her parents, traditional um, way of being born there. Okay, uh, speed can't... it up, speed it up a bit. <laughs> I told you I had a lot of information there. Um, she grows up, she doesn't know about the fact her dad is a loan shark, but her mum is very neglectful and abusive and she and she gives her Kelly her eyebrow scar during a confrontation. Um, her parents divorce at some point and then they share responsibility for looking after her. She goes to Oak Hill School, which is a posh private school, and her dad pays for the fees and he would also pick her up there and they would spend uh, some time together. Mm. Like he kind of had... Um, Shared custody. Word? Yeah, for, for a for once a fortnight. Yeah, yeah, she'd go around his house once, once every two weekends. And I definitely remember um, Laura, Laura's house... We saw her inside Laura's house once, didn't we? And it was a massive kitchen with a great big island. I don't remember that. We, we did see inside oh, yeah, somewhere very... where she lived because after she got sick earlier this year and Kelly was going to well, visit Well, then she ended up in a, in, a, in a dump, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was another house for, for Laura to live in at one point, wasn't there? I think you're right. Yeah, but a lot of Kelly's kind of past history we, we uncovered during various interviews or, or chats with social workers or whatever over the year. And uh, yeah, it we, we've been that she was speaking to social workers child. about her because we were worried. <laughs> I, I also did like how they got the uh, the Did you eyebrow. call her a neglectful child? No, neglected. I might have done, but I meant neglected. Maybe she was neglectful I as think well. all children are a little bit neglectful. Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah, so she, she yeah. got her eyebrow scar, which yep. is obviously part of Millie Gibson's actual face. It's part nice of her actual how they face. incorporate it yeah. into the programme. So 2019, is, this is when she first appeared on Coronation Street. Now, Rick um, Nealon, her dad, had just been killed by Gary Windass during this altercation in the woods um, which we've been hearing a lot about recently and um, Kelly appears in Rick's office which was this interesting set wasn't it it was um, I, I think I, th- I thought it was a very setty looking set um, it was sort of all it, grubbed up mm. and, and manky yeah it, it, it felt yeah you're right it, it just looked like you know a bit of a tumble down I, I don't know it's hard to just... it, it looked like something from a play Honestly, yeah, that's a good point. Because good of the way, way the way that everything was kind of orientated to the screen. Mm. So his his um I think maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but his desk was sort of like facing towards the camera at kind of an angle, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it against a wall. Which it never is kind weird. of felt realistic to your... me that set. But anyway, this was this is where Kelly first appeared. Um, Gary was there having a route around post Rick murdery. And um, he pretended that he was a customer of Rick's. Um, Kelly sees him in the office again um, a month or so later and she believes Gary when he says that he's started doing a little bit of work for her um, her dad. So Gary, this is the beginning of his cover-up and trying to make out that he's like Rick's secret contact and for years he was saying, oh, I'm the only person that Rick would talk to. So he he was spinning this yarn to Kelly back then. She started to follow him though and confronts him in Victoria Gardens where he says this is where he tells her that his that her dad was, or is, I suppose, a loan shark, and he's left the country as the police are onto him. Kelly doesn't believe him, though, and thinks Gary had something to do with his disappearance. Um, we also got to see Sharon make an appearance. Sharon, what's, it, what's Sharon. her name? I can't remember what her name is, but um, old big Sharon, who appeared just recently. Um, I love Another that. associate of Rick's. And um, Gary ends up having to pay Ke- Kelly's school fees because <laughs> Gary uh, Sharon finds out 
I think um, Gary has to admit it to her for whatever reason. That plot that purposes. Plot purposes that Rick is dead and then Sharon's like, right, well, you can bloody well pay for our school. I'm not doing it. So she agrees to cover up um, the murder yeah, by does. making him pay. Yeah, Although yeah. He's, at, he's he's paying with Rick's money that he's he's pilfered from the safe anyway, hasn't he? So yeah. it's all fair. In 2020, Gary is shocked when he sees Kelly in a Weatherfield High uniform with Asher in the cafe and he calls Oak Hill and, he, and they confirm that she's not a pupil there anymore. So he's like, what the hell? I've been paying all this money for this kid to go to school and she's not even there. Kelly stirs up trouble at the party at the Allahans by inviting a load of other people and then she gets into a, a, row, a row with Asher <laughs> about a broken lamp um, and, and Kelly gets her nose put out of joint. So she retaliates. She goes on Corey's phone. She finds a video that he secretly recorded of Asher when they did a video chat and she, he asked her to take her clothes Secret off. Video. And Asher didn't realise that it was being recorded but it's a video of her getting undressed. And then Kelly puts it on the chat and then over the next few days, everybody sends it to everyone else and eventually it ends up on the internet. Mm. So this was like the, the very first time that she was in it in 2019, like I said, it was only for like six episodes or so that year. But it, it felt tea. like she was a fairly kind of, I'm just here because I want the audience to feel sorry for me and oh, isn't Gary a bad un because look, he's left this poor innocent daughter behind. But this was kind of the, the proper start of her being, I'm going to be a troublemaker. Although still not too many appearances in 2020 actually, but this was this is a great story to, to get her in. And um, yeah, one of, one of many things, um, misdemeanors that she was responsible for that definitely never really forgave her and forgot her about, did he? No, I wouldn't forget. It's hard to forget when you're paying out the nose for something, mm. isn't it? So Asher begs Dev not to report Kelly and Corey. Um, oh, I honestly think that Dev... <sighs> Dev should have just done it. I wouldn't have listened to her. Mm. Anyway, um, Gary discovers that Laura's been taking Kelly's Oak Hill fees and not using them and then let the kit let her go to Worthy High. Yeah, he'd been paying it to Laura on the understanding that that money would then go to Oak Hill, hadn't they? Yeah, but obviously Laura's got no... Rick, Rick's dead and Laura's got no income, I don't think. Mm. Um, I don't know what she would do with her life, but she's obviously just living off her kids' yeah. uh, school fees. Um, so Laura does a runner when it gets all this gets uncovered and then Summer moves in with Billy, Paul and Summer. Sorry, no, Kelly does. Kelly pulls in with, moves in. So she's like just bed hopping the whole time she's in <laughs> Carnation Street. Uh, Paul wants to throw her out when he hears about the video, but they've realised she's actually really sorry about it and they <laughs> let her stay. See, Paul, I think, has learned his lesson here, hasn't he? Because he's not being very forgiving anymore. Well, not currently. Not, no. of, a, not of old Aaron. No. So I think he's. Um, I think he. Yeah, I think he's smart. He's evolving, unlike Billy. <laughs> so Laura. Uh, Laura's run off. <clears throat> Imran and Adam. Oh, I remember Imran. Start to show an interest in Kelly when they hear that she is Rick's daughter. And then Gary eventually tracks Laura down in Rochdale and convinces her to take Kelly back in again so that Adam will stop sniffing around because he's worried that they will uncover the fact he done a murder. Well, Imran's particularly interested in Rick because he's um, thinks that... Imran thinks that Rick's responsible for the factory roof collapse, isn't he? So he wants to get some kind of justice for that. I can't. Remember, I don't remember what it was that Adam was had his knickers in his wrist about for Rick, but he's just a fighter just for justice. justice yeah. yeah, basically, probably. So, um, so Rick, so um, Laura and Kelly are together 
And then Gary finds out that they are living quite close to him or them, whatever, yeah. because they they can't afford very much. Yeah, because originally they, they thought that they would, that Kelly was going to go off and live in Rochdale with her mum, but it, yeah, they, she, she just ends up living around the corner basically from Coronation Street because. Because they're poor. Times is hard. The following month, Gary sees Kelly with a bruise Laura gave her, and he tells Laura to treat Kelly right or he's going to set Rick on her. At the end of the year, Kelly turns up to see Gary having been abandoned by her mum yet again, and she also reveals that she's hunting for her dad um, because he got she got given a Christmas card from Rick, and so she gave it to the police. And it's Gary, really? It's Gary, really? And the police are like, oh... There's no fingerprints on this. And then Kelly's like, what? That's really suspicious. And she starts getting really suspicious of Gary because he's supposedly the only person who has seen Rick for months. So what is going on, she wonders. Yeah, back at this Christmas, we were both thinking, oh, is is Justice finally catching up with Gary? Is this where it's all going to get discovered? I think it was this Christmas that Sarah Louise finds out about what Gary's done to Rick as well. Um, but no, they still managed to string it on for a little bit longer, and that takes us into 2021, where Kelly, now suspicious of Gary, like Gemma said, broke into his furniture shop because she's absolutely convinced that he knows more than he's letting on. She bumps into Simon there, and that starts a kind of a on-and-off friendship over the years. They're kind of dating a little bit, and they're not... And then he just kind of has nothing to do with her towards the end. But there's a there's an almost nice kind of relationship going on there. Um, he um, they arrange a date, but he ends up standing her up because this is all when um remember the the, the Leanne storyline. She'd gone a bit hermit like, hadn't she, in early 2021? Yeah. And she she'd locked herself away, shut herself away in her flat, and just when he was supposed to be going out with Kelly, Simon finds her. So Kelly has a nose put out joint a little bit there. Um, she also, um, we get to see later that year, um, is, uh, knows Jacob, um, because <gasps> this was his first stint in the street. She sees him hanging around Simon. She's like, hang on a minute, you're well dodgy, and warns Simon that Jacob is all into drugs and is selling, you know, selling illegal boy. substances, narcotics and things like that. And oh, he'd dear. even been to prison for stabbing someone over drugs. You wouldn't have thought that now, looking at but Jacob, would you? A stabber, a vile stabber, blimey. That's how you do Redemption, Coronation Street. Just literally make us forget about everything somebody's done. Kelly, um, speaking of drugs, ends up buying some ecstasy pills not long after that from Simon because Asher um, wants to get off her face <laughs> because she's been dumped by Nina. And Asher's like, oh, I know what my character would do in this, this circumstance. Get, get totally, high. Get totally high. And, and, and Kelly's like, I can get you some drugs. So she buys them off Simon. But then Kelly ends up having a bad reaction to them first and she's taken to hospital because it's fake ecstasy or something like that. What a that. waste of resources. I know. So um, this is when Imran kind of comes in and he, as I said, he'd been sniffing around Kelly a little bit earlier because of the Rick Nealon link. But um, he ends up um, representing her when she's interviewed by the police about these drugs. Now she doesn't mention Simon's name so she's allowed to go home. Um... But so everything's everything's hunky dory for Kelly there. Really, oh, she's good. managed to get away with it. But and that's the end. Back at home, what she tells Imran, she's not very happy with her foster parents. So she's she's because she's not living with Laura anymore. They had to stick her into the fostering system. And I think did she say she had a little brother or something? I can't remember that was getting more attention or or that was annoying her or something. But she really doesn't like this other place that she's staying. I don't think we ever got to met them. I can't remember. So she begs Imran and Toya to foster her. 
She kind of just accosts them in the street, doesn't she? Do you remember? And Toya's like, I like your chutzpah. And she's like, yeah, go on then. You can be our foster daughter. We're looking for one of those. You're looking for parents. We're in the market. Yeah, absolutely. And that was, that was quite exciting at the time because um, obviously Imran believed that Rick was responsible for Rana's death. So the, the kind of situation was put together like, oh, Imran thinks, Imran has to forget about Rick so that he can be a good foster dad to, to this girl and everything. So again, is it going to come out now about Gary killing Rick? No, still not yet. No. So, so don't think about it. Even though um, by this point in the year, um, Corey is going out with Asher, he starts totally flirting with Kelly when she shows an interest in him. Um, and then this is what leads to the, um, the famous hate crime storyline of 2021. Um, and so basically you got, who was there? There was Summer, there was Nina, um, Kelly, Corey, all the Corey teens are out on some wasteland, which is filmed just, just outside Coronation Street's car park, isn't it? Cause we saw that the other, the other month. And, um, yeah, so, um, Kelly slaps Nina because Rude. they're, they're kind of goading her into it, aren't they? Yeah. So they're all a little bit drunk. I think it was um, Eli and I can't remember what the other boy was called. They're going to like, yeah, go on, hit it, hit it. So Kelly slaps Nina. This sets in motion the events that lead to the death of Seb. So they, so Nina and Nina gets slapped kind of as the, as the bigger person on it and kind of carries on walking away with Seb. The, the nasty teens take chase. Um, and then, uh, as we know, it ends up with Seb dead on the floor, kicked to death. But it's still a few months before we get to find out exactly what happened. Although back at the time, which was, I think, May that year, we do get to hear Kelly laughing as um, Seb is kind of tripped onto the floor or falls onto the floor, whatever happened. And we get to see some of Seb getting kicked. And we were like, well, Kelly doesn't seem to be jumping in to rescue him here. Surely she's complicit in these events. And that's the story, the the that we is slowly unfolds to us over kind of mid-2021. So, post-kicking, Corey warns Kelly to keep quiet about what she saw happen, and Kelly is, like, totally on the edge of breakdown over this. Um, she's like, I was involved, this guy's dead, Corey's telling me to not say anything, I don't, I don't know what to do about it. And also, Corey ends up getting an alibi in Asher as well. He's able to convince her to say that he was with her. And Kelly's like, please, Toya, tell police that, you, that I was with you when the attack happened. So Kelly, despite all this, gets arrested and pretty much cries throughout her interview. But um, she's at least released under investigation under the care of Imran and Toya. What great hands she's in. Well, you would think that, but um, Kelly's mum, Laura, then shows up. What? Um, later. I know, I know. And says, right, Imran and Toya, this is all your fault. You were looking after my daughter. Now look at the mess that she's in. Um, I... You've ruined it. You, exactly. So Kelly gets taken in by the police for questioning again. Um, but um, not only did the police have evidence that she was at the scene of the scene of the crime by this point, uh -oh. but they've also heard an answer phone message from Seb on Abby's phone because oh no. as they're getting, ch thanks for all the. Uh, uh, I'm helping you to. I'm being. I'm like the. What's the word? You're the listener. I am. Thank you. Preach. Yeah. So yeah. You so, tell him. Shut up. So as Seb was being chased by these. You go, girl. Shut up. As Seb was being chased by these naughty teens in the back streets of Weatherfield, Grr. he phones up Abby and's like, "Oh, mum, I love you," because this is at her. Oh, um, yeah. 
Stop it. Sorry, that was genuine. All right, okay. You do no, it myself. You join in with the genuine bits. It's fine. Well, you can't tell the difference, though, can you? <laughs> so he's like, Mum, because Abby was at her um, Hindu, wasn't she, for Kevin's uh, for the wedding with Kevin? I'm not allowed to stay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is why people go to Corypedia for information about characters because they don't have any of this interrupting stuff. They just get the plain old facts. Abby has got this message from Seb saying, um, hello, I love you, I just wanted to check you're okay. And she's able to hear this kicking taking place. And like I said earlier, Kelly laughing during the attack. The attack. So the police are like, well, that's clearly your voice. Um, we're going to bang you up. So she gets taken to court, refused bail, and meanwhile, Toya is admitting to Imran that she suspects Kelly is guilty. So this is a great little, um, ooh, a tricky situation that Toya was in, because on the one hand, she's supposed to be looking after this kid as her foster mum, but also she thinks that she's a bit of a murderer as well. So, um, ooh, wouldn't want to be in Toya's shoes there. Age-old dilemma. So in jail... This um, Kelly starts to have flashbacks about the night of the attack, but it's still the viewers aren't completely sure about everything that's happened at this point. Laura, meanwhile, shows up on the scene again, pretending to care about Kelly, but really, she just wants to sell her story to the papers. Kelly gets interviewed by a social worker and starts to open up about her rotten childhood, and I think this is the time when we find out about that eyebrow scar as well. So... Imran is absolutely desperate to, to save Kelly. He basically, like, stops everything else in his life, doesn't he, just to work, work, work himself to the bone to try and get together some evidence to prove that she's innocent. And he starts to neglect Toya a little bit as well in this and kind of make assumptions about Toya. Because you remember when he said, oh, yeah, Toya will be your responsible adult during the, the, the trial oh, scenes. Yes. And Toya's like, hang on a minute, I didn't agree to this. I don't this. like her. I think, I think Imran... Uh, kind of said well we need to make her look young and innocent and naive and if there's another adult sitting there like in loco parentis then the jury may go easy on her and can't be me so Toya's gonna have to be you so Imran um, is as I say is working and working and working and he manages to get himself some special um, evidence he, I can't remember where he gets the money from but he does some forensic digging to find out that the blood spatters on Kelly's shoes from the night could not have been caused by her kicking Seb didn't, wasn't this to do with some kind of um, didn't Gary give her, him the money in a in a oh yeah in an well, envelope and oh, then Imran yeah, was like right. oh yeah this, I'm going to use this or was it was this the time when when was this this is 20, 2021 I kind of lost track of things wasn't that wasn't the, the the money that Jeff had left down a sofa or something, was it? No, he'd gone by that point. No, I'm confusing that with something else. But anyway, I'm pretty sure it came from Gary. And so he's got this evidence that says, look, look at that. Couldn't have kicked, couldn't have kicked him. The blood spatters are going the wrong way or something. But, sad times, these uh, this evidence can't be used in court because they were incorrectly stored. Shucks. Yeah, you've got to put them, you've got to put them in um, potpourri. <laughs> Do you reckon? Is that yeah. right? Special yeah. police, is it popopery when you do it at the police station? <laughs> this, this is found by Sabine, who was Imran's ex-wife, who just so happened to also be the prosecuting 
Lawyer. Lawyer person in the case. And that was a nice um, conflict as well. That was great. I really wish that we could have seen more Sabine after after she'd gone. But I guess there's no point now that Imran's not there. Anyway, Kelly is still refusing to plead guilty to get a lesser sentence, which is another piece of advice that she was recommended. No, I didn't do it, she says. I'm not going to say that I did it. But luckily for her, Nina has a bit of a brainwave. How about I go back to the scene of the crime? and see if I can have a bit of a flashback. And that she does. It's her, it's Asher, Abby, I think, is it? They go back to the to the wall, to the road and everything. And this is when we get that amazing scene of, um, of flashbackery where we see um, Seb and Nina get knocked over. Nina runs off down the street, hides behind another car, and then the camera kind of pans... Oh, and then Nina gets a good kick in herself from... Um, the, the other guys, doesn't she? Yeah. And the camera kind of pans down the street past um, the ring that uh, that belonged to her and dropped off her during the attack, then over to Seb. And this is finally when we see that Corey was indeed the only kicker in the incident and, Ke- and um, Kelly was there trying to pull him off of him. She kind of uh, has... her No, him, because it's Seb, yeah. Oh, yeah, pull him off him, yeah. Yeah, so it was... She kind of... It, it takes her a while to get started, doesn't it? Because she's just totally freaking out and it was all really well done and it was all very, you know, a bit over the top with direction and everything, but in a good way. Um, and she's she's melting down. Are you and meaning she's... dramatic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, she, and Corey is just like proper laying into Seb and Kelly's like, no, no, finally manages to, to get him off. And so now Nina remembers, definitely not Kelly, better not get her sent to prison. So this is what she says at the trial. Nina turns up there and says, no, yeah, Kelly was begging Corey to stop during the attack. You can't send her down. Meanwhile, though, Corey makes out that Kelly was the one that was the ringleader and that he was scared of her because of her dad's reputation. I never really found Kelly mega scary. I don't know. Do you mean, I guess we're not supposed to find her properly intimidating, but maybe it was a little bit um, suspension of disbelief that anybody would think that Corey was scared of her. But maybe if your dad's a loan shark, then you don't need to be scared of yourself because you just need to say, my dad's a loan shark. You know, what are you gonna do? I think if I, you know, my perception of Kelly is that if we were hanging about and she was like, oi, go get me some crisps from the shop, I would probably get some crisps from the shop because I'd be scared of her dad, but I wouldn't kick a man to death. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. Mm. Um, so anyway... Um, Kelly ends up like going, no, no, it wasn't, it's all lies. It's like she has to get removed from the courtroom because you can't have a courtroom scene on Coronation Street without somebody shouting out when they're not allowed to yep. and then being told that to, to stop it or they'll leave or they'll actually have to just stop it. get kicked out themselves. Stop, the stop so, it, stop it. Star witness time, Laura Nealon, good old <laughs> Mrs. N coming up on the stand to say, no, Kelly, oh, it's not her fault. Oh, Kelly, she she had a rough upbringing. I was a really bad mum. I, I neglected her. <laughs> she was a great her. kid. She was great. She was lovely. Um, yeah, she she and she definitely would never kick Seb to death. But unfortunately for um, Team Kelly, this is when Sabine brings up the evidence that was used when Laura was on trial for neglect earlier. Because yeah, ne- no, up until this point, ne- Laura's been uh, she's been up in court herself under neglect charges, and during that time, she said, "Oh, Kelly used to be really violent." Uh, when she was a little girl, and we were all scared of her and, and everything. Oh, so, and, and, she, and and Sabine's like, did you did you mean that? Was that the truth when you said that in in court Which earlier bit are you this lying year? About? 
Um, you're lying now, or you're lying then. Yeah, so Laura kind of has to end up saying, oh yeah, that was the truth, otherwise... She ends up getting well, trouble get for, for neglect herself. Yeah, she gets she ends up doing a bit of perjury. Oh. So um, yeah, bad luck, Kelly there, and um, she's eventually Kelly found guilty, and at this point she's facing a twelve year prison sentence. Um, and this was a, a mega shock. Do you remember the end of that episode after the court when um, she ends up um, trying attempting suicide in her cell? And I don't think anybody had seen that coming, but there was a no. great scene. It was like Imran and Toya kind of having a bit of a worry at home, and then they get a... Did they get a phone call or something? I can't remember. I thought but you researched this. I've done a pretty good job. I haven't watched every single episode, Gemma. But you, we, I thought you did it originally. I did originally. You can't but accuse like me of watching every single ago. episode. So, yeah, you get to see the, the scene where the, the prison guard's going past the cells and he looks in the cell... And then calls he does a the little air. funny goes, double oh, take. Oh my god! Yeah, uh-huh. and I remember at the time, kind of my heart dropping in my, to my stomach, going, "Oh my gosh, has she actually killed herself?" Yeah, this was actually really dark. That was was it? I can't remember whether it was left a mystery over the weekend whether she actually like had done or not. Was. I'm going to say it was because this was a really interesting period of Coronation Street where they decided to do proper good cliffhangers over the weekend, which I think they've, I think <clears throat> they they come and go. No, I know, but I think. Yeah, it feels a bit more like something momentous yet kind of conclusive happens at mm. the end of the week. Whereas these were like, what will happen next to find out on Monday's yeah. Coronation Street? So she's obviously, she's okay. She turns out fine. Yeah, she doesn't she actually do it. But um, she, it just adds to the friction between Imran and Toya because he'd already blamed her for giving Kelly false hope. So so Toya was her responsible adult, like we said, and she was like, oh, you'll, you'll be fine, Kelly. And, and now he blames her for not answering the phone because just before she ended up trying to kill herself, Kelly had tried phoning up Toya, but she didn't answer the phone. But it's not her fault. Her phone was the other side of the room. So Im- Imran is just like basically trying to find anybody to blame for this and um, poor old Toya is the one that ends in the firing line at this point um, so uh, Imran goes off and, and that's his wicked way with Abby around this time as well so what a dirty dog he was so in prison we get to do get to see a few prison scenes with Kelly and she's and we meet her friend Mia um, who seemed kind of nice to begin with but then then this Mia finds out that her dad is Rick Nealon and the she, notorious the drug very dealer. notorious not drug dealer he would never do I'm sorry like loan shark he just lends money to drug dealers yes that's right so well, apparently it's a business every... startup isn't it it's um, young enterprise <laughs> so Mia's family had once had history with Rick Nealon and she was like I'm not being friends yeah. with you you're a Nealon so um, that's a bit rubbish for Kelly. But she is heartened to hear that an anonymous donation has been made to fund her appeal. She reckons it's from Rick. But obviously... It's not. It's, he's it's dead. It's not. It's Gary again, isn't it? Kelly, you silly goose. <laughs> so on the day of Kelly's sentencing, she's given 15 years in prison. <laughs> it's so stupid. For something it's, she yeah, didn't she, do, She really. did it. She did do it. <laughs> I just wish that they hadn't been quite so... Um, shady with what or, or you well, know that we saw the the kicking and we saw that he, Seb was being kicked and all the only sound effect was kicking for a good period of time for a good five to ten seconds it feels like doesn't it and then later on they're like oh no 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 she was freaking out at this time I don't know I didn't get that um, but... well also well we're not going to go down the route too far but um she was overcharged I think because 
I, I do think that the legal situation is that even if you're just standing about in this country, you can still be put in prison for murder. Mm. And that's happened to lots of other people. Oh, yeah, people. we did talk, talk we about that. We talked about it quite we? a yeah. lot. And um, I can't see the difference between what Kelly did and what some other people who are still in prison today mm. for not actually even... Some some of the people that have been convicted under this law weren't even there when somebody was killed. They just instigated a fight yeah. that then later led to somebody mm. getting killed. Kelly could have so, phoned the police or the ambulance or something, I don't she? think because... it's necessarily fair. That law seems very wrong to me because I, I kind of feel as though... It's kind of a, kind of making out that you can influence somebody to murder somebody else, and I think everyone should, you know, I think we've all got free will, don't we? <laughs> I don't think. Yes. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Um, no, I, I just remember that we maybe we didn't talk about this too much, but yeah, after the kicking, Corey's the one that runs off, doesn't he? And I think Kelly's about to phone the police, but Seb starts to stir and groan she a little bit, he's and she's right. like, "Oh, he'll, he'll be, be okay." <laughs> Or and I need to get far away from here. She kind of risks it, doesn't she? So well, I, I this is. Still have it, girl, I, I so. do like this storyline because I think um, it's kind of is it, it it's uh, divisive, isn't it? I think some people very very strongly think that she is is responsible in some way, mm. whether or not you know you want to go that far with whether she is as culpable as as Corey. I'm not sure, but and there are other people who very very convinced that she. She, she was completely yeah. innocent and... Um, all through the summer of 2021, Coronation Street was really doing their darndest to make people sympathise with Kelly, weren't they? I mean, yes, it was definitely a little bit ambiguous, but it was clear from this point on that we were supposed to be going, oh no, it's wrongful imprisonment, she didn't do it. I think Kelly is one is such an interesting character for this reason, really, because li- life really it was stacked against her from the moment she was born with her neglectful mother, abusive mother, a father who was involved in criminal activity, you know, they, and then all the horrible things that happened to her and Mm. being, going into the system, being a foster child and being kind of like bounced around from person to person. Mm. And she was kind of one of the elite going to Oak Hill as well, which probably, you know, gave her ideas above her station and everything. I I mean, not, not, I don't know, I know, but I'm not slagging off private schools, obviously. I do also want to say that I... Combined with everything else. That I think um, if Kelly was not, if Millie Gibson was not a beautiful beautiful little angel-looking girl with her lovely (laughs) blonde hair, I do wonder whether she would have had as much sympathy as she did from... Yeah, I know. Um, there's definitely, I mean, everybody's guilty of it to a certain extent. And, and obviously, especially in a soap, we're led to, um, conclusions in this way. Either it's, um, to sort of confirm stereotypes or to subvert them because of casting. Mm. They, they, you know, people get cast to look in a specific way to evoke a specific reaction from people. We can't pretend that's not true. No. So the fact that Kelly's got this beautiful, lovely, open face with her gorgeous blonde hair and her innocent little expression, I think led a lot of people to sympathise with her more than they might have done if she had looked differently. And I don't want anyone to feel bad about that um, because that's I think that's human nature and everybody does this. Mm. And But it was interesting that I mean, originally the part was never supposed to go on for anywhere near as long well, as this. Well, she's such a talented it, but... actress. Yeah, yeah, she, she charmed them into giving, giving her the job back. Quite great a long joy time to kind of come up with ideas to further Kelly's story on the mm. show. Mm, yeah, but she they, she was originally just supposed to be, um, you know, poor 
orphan or ne- exactly. Anyway, so Kelly's in prison, but it doesn't last long. So she's only in there for about another month or so after that, because um, thanks to some um, some good old detective work from um, who was it, Nina and Asher and and Stu as well, who get hold of Corey's bag full of bloodied clothes out of the canal. Um, Corey ends up having to con- uh, try and run away. Yeah, I kind of he has an escape with his dad, doesn't he? This is the introduction of Stu. Yeah, it was. Line. It was. It was about a year ago. Um, and and yeah, so um, the, 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 is it, does Gary get into the car, into the van, and end he gets up driving them, in the van them straight and to the police them station? To the police. It's yeah. brilliant. So Corey ends up um, getting arrested. This and that's the last we saw of him. Kelly is sent out. A lot of Kelly's story is. Uh, it's Gary's continual clumsy attempts to atone for the fact that he murdered Basically, her dad. Yeah. And he never ever manages really to to pay her back. <laughs> no, he? no, never really. No. So Kelly, sad times, is told that she cannot go to live back with um, Imran and Toya at this point because they've already got this other foster daughter, Elsie, who was you know, as tiny knee-eyed to a grasshopper sort of girl. But she's but she, a psychopath. But I, we, I don't know the full story here, but for some reason, Elsie wasn't allowed to be housed with another child. See, I don't know very much about um, foster children or indeed children in general. I only know about animals. And when you when you get an animal and they say, oh, you can't you can't have this cat with other cats. It normally means the cat will screw the other cats up and, <laughs> and scratch their faces off and will be violent. So I'm really basing it on like the Blue Cross uh, um, logic here of, of Elsie can't be with other children because she like cuts their hair off when they're asleep or like puts their fingers in hot water yeah. and makes them wet themselves. Who I don't think we'll ever know the, we'll truth, never know. the full truth about um, about Elsie. I think Elsie will. don't know what her surname is. Anyway, okay. so she can't live with Batterbeebs, so that's a bit rubbish. So she has to... Oh, no, she, I don't think she lives with Gary and um, Maria at this point. She's got this other accommodation, hasn't she? Yes, it's she, like a little kind of sheltered kind of a series of rooms, isn't for, it? Just for, for, for young wrong-uns, isn't it, basically? Oh, it's, it's, it's really sad. It's apartment. Oh, it's not. It's uh, for children who don't have anywhere to go. It's really tragic. But obviously all these kids are like really troubled and so um, they don't get on very well <laughs> with each other. I suppose it's quite similar to this PRU school that Max is in at the moment. Except it's because, residential. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that school is just for children who, for whatever reason, can't get into accommodation. It just so happens that for many of those, it's because they've been excluded from their school or expelled from their school. So it it kind of breeds the kind of child that's likely to be a bit of a nasty piece of well, work it- to everyone else. I don't know if it breeds it, but well, it it it's where they often come together. Anyway, this is this is where Kelly's staying at the moment. She goes home one night and finds murderer spray painted on the oh, wall. Oh no! So so her um her flatmates aren't too pleased with her, um and so uh, she's proper sorry and everything. And she it's tra- like a halls of residence. Yeah. Again, we were really made to try and feel super sorry for Kelly at this point because <laughs> half of the street were, were yelling insults at her, a bit like they're doing with Stu at the moment, I suppose. She tries yeah. to kind of atone oh, no. for her consequences of my actions. Yeah, Didn't she, know this would happen. She like she she goes to Nina and's like oh, I I brought you a ring. This is like the one that you lost. I can't remember whether she tries to pretend that she's found this missing plastic heart-shaped ring or whether she just comes out and says oh, I bought you a replaceable one but Nina don't want any of that she's also accused of vandalising Deb's car around that point although it was actually Ardy so basically everybody just thinks that she's a 
you know, a wrong and never to be trusted and everything that ever goes wrong in the street is all down to one Kelly Nealon. Apart from dear Ardy, who sees the good in her, tries to get Dev to let her come and stay with them at number seven for a bit. And Dev's like, no, this, this, this is someone who was involved in the death of one of our neighbours and who we have got to blame for your sister's um, undressing video going around all these porn sites online. No way are we going to have her come and stay with us. Um, she's also, um, gets into, what, 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 what's kind of precipitated Ardy into trying to get her to come into number seven to stay is that she's got into some kind of mobile phone stealing shenanigans with this wrong and called Cole at the accommodation. So she ends up, I think, getting thrown out of that or he kicks her out or threatens her or whatever. So Ardy's like, please dad, let her come and stay with us. And Deb's like, no way. She's a she's a cow. No, she can Not, be homeless. She can be homeless, and so she does. She ends up sleeping rough on the streets um, after having this dodgy encounter with a guy. She can remember she that episode where she went to Chariot Square Hotel, and there was a guy there. Um, was that the oysters scene? I can't remember. But he he ends up kind of luring her up to his bedroom because he thinks that he's gonna you know he's gonna get lucky there, and and that was like that was mega um, harrowing because Kelly is still this. You she's know, a young girl. Young she's being girl, taken advantage virgin, of. Exactly. Well, she steals. She steals his money. Yeah, yeah, basically. So she steals his money, goes living on the street again. And it doesn't matter if she's a virgin or not. I know you didn't. No, really no, no. Mean, I'm just saying that she. You're she, just emphasising her innocence, and I don't yeah. know whether she was a virgin. It's irrelevant. Yeah, no, she was because she'd said to Ardy a few weeks ago that when they slept together, that was their first, both of their first times. Well, but then that's what Haley said. It's to a Roy likely as well, story. <laughs> so this is where it's she only a meets... matter of time to, before she turns up with a child that was born somewhere between the beginning yeah, of this storyline. exactly, line. exactly. This is where <laughs> she meets Coughing Stew on the street, who was really handy in the uh, near Astacori earlier, and she kind of befriends him a little bit. And uh, Turns out he just had a cold. Yeah, nothing wrong with him. But um, she also gets she also gets given spice by a drug dealer. It's just they were just throwing everything at this poor girl, weren't they? To say, look, like, feel sorry for her. When she got hired... They did, they did it for six episodes. And then, like, somebody in the writers' room was like, do you know what? I've realised Millie Gibson can cry really well. So, that's Yeah, don't admit, do? don't show your tears. Never cry. Actresses. If you're an actress... Because if you can cry, nope. they will be, you know... They'll poke they'll, you until you cry more. They, yeah, basically. <laughs> they'll be shoving they're onions like under your eyes for the next five they're years. Like, they're like those annoying internet Twitter people who are like, ooh... It's a cup of your tears, and I'm drinking it and savouring every drop. Yeah. Ooh, Kelly's tears. I bet yum, they yum, do. Yum. All the higher ups at Coronation Street have just got these goblets of, yeah, of, of Millie like, Gibson's tears no, and Bavna no, Limbachir's yeah. tears and Jane Danson's tears and everything. And Georgia <laughs> Taylor's tears yeah, and no. Sally Carmen tears. <laughs> yeah. And every time they win an award at the best soaps, they go cheers. <laughs> and I'm gonna, glasses. Okay, and... this is a new merch idea. We need we need um to make mugs for like. Yeah. Battersby tears. <laughs> or maybe we can just sell bottles and say that they're that they're Leanne Battersby tears on the side, and it's just if, water. Can I just salt say, water. I think you'd sell more if you said it was bath water, but we it would be a different audience. <laughs> this is Leanne's bath water. <laughs> I don't know about. I, don't know about <laughs> <laughs> I definitely could sell some uh, Kelly Neal. We'll uh, yeah, if there's anyone in the ITV shop uh, listening into this, oh then, my uh, god, can you? We'll have a cut for that one, please. Somebody in charge of the merch. Um, um, of ITV who's completely unsupervised just going oh that's a good idea we should do that <laughs> anyway 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 so Deb is still saying I'm not letting Kelly 
stay on these, uh, stay, stay in the place. No, she's been, she's been on the streets. Um, but um, luckily, um, after a, a sad encounter with um, with some other nasty teens, Nina comes along, rescues Kelly. Do you remember they're pouring beer over her head or something? Just to really. Gosh, isn't it? She's having a terrible time out there. Nina comes in and is like, I forgive you, Kelly. You can come back with me. We're going back to the street. It's fine. And Kev and Deb is like, okay, she can stay at number seven with us. So everything's cool on the street. Maria agrees to let Kelly work in the barbers because Maria's a lovely lady. Kelly says, um, or is also. Um, we get to see what a great character she is by defending Stu when he's accused of torching Speed Dial. She starts basically to feel that the street is accepting her. But then who should show up from her honeymoon to put a stop to all that? But Abby Webster, Franklin. Oh no. Because Abby is still holding Neither a bit it. of a grudge, shall we say, for, for Kelly being partly involved in her poor son's death. And she spends the whole Christmas period haranguing her through the streets, doesn't she? And um, and then, but but when they go to a drugs um, rehabilitation the kind of um, meeting together, um, Kelly is uh, opens up in front of the group about what a terrible upbringing she had, and um, and and Abby's like, oh, she had a bad upbringing, just oh, like so I'm did a bad I. Mom. Well, I, I had an upbringing, bad upbringing, says Abby, and also I caused my children to have a bad upbringing as well. So um, that makes her back off, basically. She's like, let bygones be bygones. Yes. Um, because everybody hated Abby at this point as well, didn't they? Yep. Um, Fickle. Yeah. Gary and Maria, at the end of the year, offer to let Kelly stay with them in their flat. And that is everything that happened in 2021, which is an awful lot. That was Gemma. a lot. I told you. It's basically, they're like, they, they didn't let her rest, it felt like. Right. She has she has been a, really has been a main character. From someone who went from like, you know, six episodes in 2019, was it? Then about 20 the following year. And now it's like... Just ramp it up. Yes, yeah, I can't remember how many episodes she had, but certainly did get ramped up these past few years. 2022, Gemma. You know what they say? What? No rest for the wicked. Very true. Very, yep. very true. Uh, Laura shows back up on the no. scene and she says, I'm dying from stomach cancer. And everyone, including us, were like, eh, you know, don't, don't really eh. believe her. Even Kelly wasn't sure, was, it? No. was she? But Laura's like, no, really, really. I'm really proper sick. Um, but then lovely St. Kelly um, sneaks off at nights and bunks off after school to look after her and then eventually gets discovered by Gary and Maria and... Um, Laura starts becoming an alcoholic. I say, go for it. I say, why stop there? <laughs> she asks Gary to become um, Kelly's official guardian. She's got nothing to lose now because she's dying. So she hires a private detective to hunt down Rick so that Kelly can um, get money from him. And the detective's like, you know what? That's weird because it seems like Rick disappeared completely in June 2019 which is almost like he just dropped dead somewhere I don't know what <laughs> what happened there so the only person that seemed that claims to have sort of seen hide nor hair of him since then is Gary Rindas it's like I, can't, mm. I haven't got I can't confirm anybody else apart from Gary which is odd isn't it so Laura confronts Gary about this and he confesses that he killed Rick and so Laura knows that Kelly was better off with Gary looking after her and so she confesses to the murder herself because it's all coming to a head and it's going to kind of come out that he's actually dead. And it's probably better in a way that, you know, 
Mm. Lines drawn under that. That was a great like a near end of episode because, twist, wasn't it? It had yes. the characters coming back to she Victoria Court and Laura's being um, led away by the police, having confessed. Kel Allen was so underrated, I think, until those those yeah, scenes. Yeah, that was that was her best best time on Honestly, the show. Honestly, she was yeah, just her, fantastic. Her days were numbered. Absolutely phenomenal. I, I she bowled, completely bowled me over. Yeah, I was I was a bit blindsided by that. Everybody actually, in because, the storyline also yeah. is fantastic. Before, mm. I think. Yeah. There's a really, really strong uh, cast of characters in this story, for sure. Yeah, really, really good. Um, so she confesses to the murder, and then Kelly cuts all ties with her. And by the time she realised, she realises that she wants to be- see her mum before she dies, it's too late, because she's dead. And then she crawls around on her corpse, and it's sad. But don't worry about it, because she wins the stylist award on the same day. <laughs> uh, drama plenty at Rick's funeral. Because a man comes and spits on his coffin. It's a bit sad. Gary and Co. See, this is the reason why it's probably a good idea that um, somebody admitted finally that Rick was dead so that the assets that he had could be released to Kelly. Yeah, because I look- did wonder whether like the death would just be a secret forever. So they, they Gary may live to sell a sofa another day, but at least the storyline has progressed in that, yeah, Rick's body has finally been uncovered at this point. So they go through Rick's house and Gary and uh, co find a bag with a load of money in it. Yeah, it was, was it Ed and Paul, I think, maybe? Yeah, they give it to Kelly and then she uses it to pay people back for what the, her dad did to them, which I thought was kind of funny. I don't know, her obliviousness to how dangerous and, and like uh, what a bad idea this was, it kind of reminds me of... I don't know why the scene in Aladdin when Princess Jasmine's wandering through the through the market, obliviously giving apples to orphans. It's like, <laughs> stop it! You're gonna get yourself in trouble. Just leave it alone, okay? Let the orphans steal their own apples. So uh, she gets mixed up with the drama with Imran trying to convince the court that Abby is a druggie, and she kind of like turns into this like morally superior kind of yeah. like judgy like I would never do a wrong thing, Imran. How could you? She finds out, she tells Imran here... Um, yeah, she finds out that Imran and, and ben, ben... the evil paralegal assistant, has yeah. been lying. And she's disgusted that Imran's like, actually, I don't... This is quite... This suits me fine. Yeah, Imran, Imran is really convinced that Abby's on drugs, but he's got no evidence. And he... He's Under like, Look, duress, well, he's like basically saying to, to, to lie and say that he does have evidence. It's like it doesn't matter whether this evidence is real or not because I know for a fact that she's on drugs. Yeah, and um, I need to protect my son. So, um, <clears throat> Imran dies in a car crash, oh. and so Kelly says she's going to go to the police and tell them everything. So Kelly and Toya make up after Kelly finds um, poor Toya being a recluse in the flat. But she isn't happy to find out that Toya and Spider have got together and she accuses her of betraying Imran's memory. Then Kelly arranges a date with Ardi, but he thinks he's been she's been stood up when she doesn't show up. But actually she's been kidnapped because she, some of the people... She just can't catch a break, that Kelly Nealon. Oh, I think she's attention-seeking. <laughs> yeah, she's being kidnapped. T- she is the sort, Who she isn't think she? she is? <laughs> Princess Toadstool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, she's been kidnapped by one of the people that Rick had dealings with and then Gary has to come and rescue her because he puts a tracker in a bag of cash and um, he like beats the crap out of this guy. Kieran, remember him? He will come up again. Yeah, he, he, he kind of... Um... 
he probably lays into he him, doesn't him he? And, and Kelly's, Kelly's like, like oh, oh my no. gosh, I never thought that you were a, a, that a violent, Gary. Yeah. I mean, she's probably just seen the old episodes where it was always him getting beaten up, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, he's good at that. Kelly tries to support Stu and it comes out he's been in prison for murder. Um, but then he... He kind of he kind of gets her to back off, doesn't he? Do you remember that scene where he's in the hospital bed and he's trying to? Well, he like the idea is that he's trying to protect her reputation, but actually, if I was her, if I was him, I'd be like, Kelly, it you're not helping me out here, love, because you also murdered somebody, kind of, and so you're just tarring me with the same brush. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I yeah. if I if I was um if I had wrongfully been convicted of murder, the last person I'd want to have my back and tell everybody that I didn't do it is somebody else who'd also done a murder <laughs> or she been com- you know what I mean yeah. it's like I, I understand it's a similar thing but you know I need somebody a bit more wholesome <laughs> well yeah Stu doesn't want anybody to find out or he just doesn't want to drag out the past like, need... he? so he's like go away go Kelly away. I don't want anything to do with you but when everyone decides like... that they they want to help him he's like oh, go no. on then I'd be friend. like no I need somebody like Annika Rice or Anthea Turner or something like that not <laughs> you so, Kelly and Ardy think it would be fun to win a dream wedding competition because the trip is a, uh, the, the, sorry, the prize is a trip abroad. And then they get a bit too embroiled in this. They start falling for each other and then they decide to get married for real. Here's my question. Who won that competition? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's sunning it up in the Caribbean also, as we speak. If, I'm sorry, but if I'm the woman who's doing this competition and like getting invo- myself involved with Ardy and Kelly, I'd be absolutely thrilled to discover that later on one they get kid- one of them gets kidnapped and shot. <laughs> you know, where's the st- where's the headlines here? What, don't you think you'd be like, "You loves the young dream gone wrong"? Who'd yeah. have thought? <laughs> There'd be, there'd be nothing but headlines in the Weatherfield Reporter about this crap happening. Yeah, that's very true. And they've got all the pictures. Yeah. To put on the on the front page. <laughs> where's where's the... Where, why is the reporter more interested in two teenagers getting married than they are somebody getting shot on a rooftop? <laughs> anyway, so... Um, Dev's not happy about this. Ardy goes to live with Gary and Maria because Dev's so mad. And then he and Kelly plan to go to Gretna Green. And then Gary and Maria find out about it. Gary's like, this is great. I- I'm going to be supportive. And Kelly and Maria's like, this is stupid. It's more Gary's like, you can't try and tell them no because that win. will just push them further to do it. And maybe they'll... You um, can't win them all. Maybe they will, um, you know, cut you out of their life. So we might as well say... Go on then. Well, he's basically Do like... Do your worst. I'm not her dad. In fact, I killed her dad, so I think she should be able to go. <laughs> Sharon turns up after Kelly gets in touch because she's having this big engagement party. Um, and then Kelly gets suspicious when she sees a photo because um, Sharon drops off a bunch of Laura's old things and then Kelly eventually decides to go through them and she finds a photo, um, a camera <laughs> because apparently... <laughs> Apparently Laura was proper old school and she had like yeah, a digital camera. Yeah, back in 2019 camera. she had a digital camera that, that stamped the date all over the picture. Yeah. You know, so she's looking through the pictures of this holiday and it proves that Laura wasn't in the country when Rick was killed so she couldn't have done it. And so um, Sharon then tells her that it was Gary that killed her dad. So Kelly's out for revenge. She plots to get Gary killed. Um, she contacts the kidnappers... <laughs> from earlier in the year because 
They get tracked down by the police, and then the <laughs> this police is all very say, handy and coincidental, "The police say, do you recognise any of these people?" And she's like, "No." But then she she catches them outside the police station and says, "Hey guys, do you want a job? Do you want to kill somebody? Here's here's my plan." So they're like, "Yeah, brilliant. Sounds okay, great." How much was it that she offered to give them? Ten thousand pounds. Yeah, it was something like that. It was like paltry, wasn't it, for what you'd Mark? expect for killing somebody? I won't kill anyone for. 10, I won't kill anyone for ten. Was it fifty? I can't remember. Whatever it was, it was a lot of money. Yeah. Well, no, it was. It wasn't enough. It wasn't really. enough money. For I think. What they were being asked I think the handy do. thing was because one of these people was Kieran, the kidnapper. Yeah. So he was like, "I'll do it for free," but don't tell her that. <laughs> so, um, she yeah, she says that kill kill uh, Gary. He's evil. And you've moved it, so I can't tell where no, that, we are. That's it. That's it. He, yeah. He. So. So they do. They kidnap Gary during the um, engagement party, don't they? Yes. She lures him to the van, and he gets taken away. And then get Kelly changes her mind, and they end up having a rooftop encounter, um, where everybody has having an argument, and then uh, Kieran tries to shoot. Gary? Ardy? No, Kelly? Both. She, he shoots Ardy by accident. And Kelly's like, this is drama. This is too much drama. I'm going. And uh, I won't tell anybody what you were up to, Gary, because you tried to save me on the roof. But I'm, I can't stay here because Kelly Nealon's got things to do, places to go, money to spend. Takes a bag of cash and leaves to start a new life. And that is it. That is Kelly Nealon. She fit more into In that hour. than some people have done. The... Like, in 20 years, I'm going to say. I know. Just imagine that I've taken a character like, you know, Kirk or Brian or something and say, we're just going to do a character profile of what they've been up to over the past four years. You'd be over and done with it about 15 minutes, wasn't it? But yeah, we managed to string this out for an hour so far. But yeah, busy, busy girl. But that's, that's what happens when you're a good actress, isn't it? They do tend to give you, <laughs> if you're lucky, they give you some of these big stories. Um, and so, yeah, sadly, we had to say goodbye to, to Kelly. And the rumours were kind of swirling around in the summer, weren't they, that she was going to leave. And then, um, well, we found out for sure that it was going to happen when we went up to Manchester in the summer holidays and, and got invited to her leaving, <laughs> to, which was quite lovely. Oh, yeah, of course. I forgive I forgive Kelly everything she's ever done because, because I got to go be... to Millie Gibson's leaving party. Yes, exactly. So I have got some quotes from, from Millie about her time on Coronation Street. She said, I think Corrie is a home. It's the best way of describing it. It's a home. Because I'm so young, I thought, I've got to leave. I've got no responsibilities. I don't have kids. I don't have a mortgage to pay or anything like that. I'm still grateful to be living living at home so I thought I'm just gonna see what else the world has if it does happen it does that'd be quite good wouldn't it I just thought I might as well see what happens while I'm still young where are you reading that from literally there well you missed out a load of stuff no I didn't I said all of that I don't have you kids. weren't listening. I said that. Uh, you were reading your text messages I was reading a text message from somebody. Yeah. Um, so yeah she just wanted to try the thing it was just really good I think that they didn't kill her off Although, I mean... Shouldn't kill anybody off that we like. No, but I mean, you got your other characters that also showed really, really great potential, like your Becky McDonald's and your Karen McDonald's and uh, and all that. And, what do and, you mean? And then they, they don't kill them off. They say, oh, well, I'll leave the door open for you. They ain't coming back. No, they don't. But you never know. It, it might happen. Well, I mean, you know, if anybody's going to go off and be a... Uh, a young starlet. A... Who those actresses are? Saran Jones and uh, the other girl. Uh, ooh, yeah, Catherine it's Kelly. It's going to be Millie Gibson. You reckon? 
She's bloody brilliant. I, I I do I do think that she'll get snapped up. So I hope that she um she takes hope advantage of all the opportunities that are left open to her. But she says she's going to miss them. She says I'll miss Kelly. I'll miss the cast. I'll miss the crew. I bang on about it. But it's a family. It's just like leaving a family. It's so sad. I try not to get upset, but it's sad. And she also said because I think she was um they're all interviewed towards the end of August when um and 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 Millie was asked whether she's going to take any uh, souvenirs from the sets and she says she's going to take Kelly's black puffer coat with fur on the hood. She says she wears it all the time in the winter. Every time it's the summer, I miss her coat because I feel like that like her whenever I wear it. I'm going to take that for sure. This is a bit of a spoiler, but I made sure in my last scene I was wearing the coat because I wanted to take it. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way of doing it isn't it I suppose just do your final scene that's a wrap and away you go so that is the end of Kelly and what's kind of we've kind of she's been a character that we've really really made fun of over the years hasn't she and we've kind of um, been very harsh towards her in a jokey sort of way for all the naughtiness that she's done what's kind of your final <laughs> overall conclusion about Kelly Kelly's one of these characters who's a bit like Tim where I'm not totally sure what my real opinion is because I've held something I've held an opinion just to be a bit contrary yeah quite comedic a lot of the grudge time. so um I think she I've said that I've said it already in this in this um in this little episode about I think she's a fascinating character I think Millie's so talented I, I would love to be able to be completely um, non-biased and uh, and examine how I feel about her. I still think that she's trouble. She clearly is trouble. The amount that she did, and yes, you can't she... blame her for it though, because it's it's completely not her fault that she was. You know. She had a bad upbringing, yeah. but then lots of people with bad upbringings don't necessarily go down this route. So yes, it contributed to her behaviour, I'm sure, but she didn't have to I know, but turn into a bit of a nasty scally. But teen- teenagers don't... Um, and, and I know that you don't realise this when you're a teenager, but you don't. your brain's not developed, you know, and you, and you don't necessarily have the best grasp on what... The consequences of things might be and so I just sometimes I, I think I can be very sympathetic about people who make mistakes but in the, you know then I think I I would never have done anything like this I would never have sent everybody somebody's nude video mm. does she not could she not possibly imagine a, a like a downside yeah. to doing this she was just like know. a real proper nasty mean girl during that story wasn't she and and basically spent the next two three years on the program trying to pedal her way out of it and say no no I'm, I've turned into a good person but I, I just wonder it makes me wonder if she had stayed on the programme would she have got boring or you know would she have just been a nice girl and, and that was it or would she have always had that edge that would have um, you know led her in, into trouble's way I, I, I don't know because the relationship between her and Ardy was was lovely and they did a really really good job of making her uh, making it seem very sweet and genuine, even though it was clearly ridiculous that these two had fallen head over heels in love with each other over the course of about a month. Um, it was it was ludicrous, really. Um, I just think... But, but... Yeah, yeah, so, you know, it, would it have just got a bit dull? Apart from poor Seb, the biggest victim of Kelly is Dev. And I it kind of annoys me, and it's another example of teens not really 
understanding the full ramifications of what it is they're doing. That both Ardy and Asher are so eager to like, let bygones be go bygones, forgive Kelly, she didn't realise, it's not her fault. And and Dev is like going, I'm still paying the bill. I'm yeah. literally paying out, out my nose for this girl who did this to my daughter. And you're all crazy if you think... Like, it's all very well. Maybe, would Asha feel differently about it if her dad wasn't paying to have this scrub from the internet? Would, would Ardy feel differently about it if he was the one footing the bill for however much money Dev has to pay a month to stop it from being on the internet? If Kelly really was that much of a saint, why didn't she leave Dev a big bag of cash with a, with a you know, sorry for all the trouble? That's a very good it. point. She did she did run away with £380,000 in a bag, didn't she? Can I just also point out that she spent quite a lot of time walking around with a bag of money, giving it out to all the people that Rick screwed over, but she personally screwed over the Allahans and yeah. never once offered them a penny. <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, maybe she, or maybe that's what's going to bring her back to Coronation Street. She's like, oh, I knew I forgot something before I leave. Here is a hundred grand or something. Like, I've got no idea how much Deb's supposed to be paying for this, but you're right. She um, that maybe would have been the the kind thing to do. Um, but yeah, I I I was really I I it feels like it almost was a good time to leave. It feels like the arc is over, but maybe that's just because it's been plotted particularly well, and she gave the showrunners plenty of time to to bring, bring her story to a conclusion. Um, and we can only imagine, you know, what Kelly's getting up to now. Maybe one day we'll find out. I just think it's it's really funny sometimes how you get these characters that come out of, you know, really, really minor other characters. Greatness can spring completely uh, unsuspectingly. Like, Rick Nealon was such a low-key Coronation Street villain, wasn't he? He'd, he'd made a couple of appearances on the show, but I never felt that he was up there alongside Richard's, Richard Hillman, Pat Phelan kind of people. He was just a bit of a dodgy loan shark and that was it. Yet out of that has sprung this this amazing talent, this really memorable character. Um, I, I just really, I, I really like it when that happens because it's, it's like striking, striking gold, isn't it? Mm, it is, yeah. It happens very often on Coronation Street, though. I have to say, they, they do a really good job of um, of kind of finding these mm. talented people and giving them some great roles. Yeah. It just makes you wonder how how many other times characters could turn into something huge like this if they're brought in for six episodes or whatever and then it's like, well, that, that's your lot, you're done on Coronation Street now. How many of them could turn into these award-winning magazine cover starring people like, you know, like, like she did? But I guess that's, that's a question for the parallel universe theorists among us. Yeah, the Mandela people yeah, can tell us yeah. from their Mandela universe where he died a long time ago instead of just a bit ago. I do wish that um, before Kelly had gone she'd been able to have some final scenes with Abby because I, they kind of did, did make their Nina. peace, didn't they? did they? it with Nina instead of Abby. Yeah, they did. They had that scene where Nina kind of... It was like, I forgive you for everything. But Abby was, you know, this, well, this time last year or, or near enough, was really the mega thorn in uh, Kelly's side, wasn't I she? I imagine it was because... Um, lovely Carly Salmon wasn't available um, so they decided to <laughs> I guess so um, to do, make that with Nina it was just a way of concluding the story wasn't it it's like mm. no hard feelings yeah. but really it would have been more meaningful to have come from from Abby because although Nina was just more scared of her than anything I don't I don't really remember her ever holding a hateful grudge at, towards Kelly in the same way that that 
Abby did. Not not to the extent that Abby did, where she was basically stalking her down the street and, you know, yeah, haranguing her and throwing insults at her and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I, I, it's, it's a shame we didn't get to see something final for that. But, yeah, you're right, sometimes they just can't get the actors together. Can't get it together, guys. Thought that at the beginning of this year, we'd, you know, be getting to this stage in 2022. We'd have no more Kelly, no more Laura, no more Imran. Like, these three characters... I'm mad about it. I know. Sort of make real... Make, maybe Laura to a lesser extent, but really key players in Coronation Street, some of the, its biggest stories, and now they're all gone. And um, well, there's only been... chance for one of them to come back. But they're all great characters and all great actors and so talented and... Mm. I'm just bummed. Do you think that we're going to... Um, if, if she doesn't come back, where do you think that Kelly will end up in the Corrie history books? Will she just be a little blip or will she be one that gets remembered? I think she's not been in it long enough to have made... Um, Too much. Of a lasting impression. A massive, massive impact. But I will say that what... You know, given what she had, she's completely done a lot with it yeah she, she has she has but you're right she's really only had I mean, two big just years on the show and that even um becky becky mcdonald mm. has kind of fallen out of memory and yeah. she was ma- you know she was massive and very talented and and involved in everything she gets a mention a every time. now and then doesn't but she but i don't how, even how see much whether... do people think about that character now how, you know cory fans how much do they really yeah, they were really good, unless you're thinking about the real proper old classics from the first 20, 30 years of Coronation those, Street, there's very few characters that people still really, really, really remember. But those characters are more kind of legendary slash iconic. And I'm going to say that they're kind of remembered by people via reputation more than mm. than a lot of people never even saw them in an episode, but they know who they they were. It's yeah. very interesting. I, I really would love to see... Um, Kelly come back I think um, there's still plenty that could be done with the character I don't know though do you, th- do you not think her story's kind of over in a way yeah yeah no it is it is that's like I was saying earlier like if she'd have stayed around the street would she have grown stale I think she I'm not might gonna have say no. dwindled a bit honestly and kind of floundered because what is there to say about her about this character she was kind of like it was a very neat character arc and that's yeah. probably her the strongest element of of her beyond the the acting talent of Millie Gibson is that it really did feel like if you took Kelly's story it could be like a gritty drama series or something couldn't mm. it it was it's a kind of co- coherent and cohesive story yeah. that had a beginning a middle and an end really yeah and she she could have settled with Ardy and you know so few couples young couples in Coronation Street get together and stay the course and every time one does kind of you know to do shack up together I thought oh maybe they're actually going to keep them together and you know will they'll still be together in 10 20 years time and they'll be the they'll be the next big family of the street and they'll have these kids and everything but it just never seems to happen does it so there's no real reason to think that her and Ardy would have stayed together yes they were very sweet together but it was, you know, very shaky foundations that they actually got engaged. So I don't know. I, I think maybe you're right. Maybe it is for the best that things ended the way they, they were with the door still open for a bit of hope. And um, I guess in the meantime, we'll just have to watch this space and see what Millie Gisborne's up to. Because um, I'm sure it won't be too long before she graces our scenes, our screens, sorry, in, in uh, one way or another again. I th- yeah, brilliant. Mm. 
well done. done. Well done, everybody well involved done, everybody. in yeah. that because there were lots of different people and. Um, you know, and uh, not and Millie is just very, very talented, and she, I'm very she, excited. She for her is, to see and, and she for is. a character that is like so clearly nasty and and violent and um and, and just really cruel, she's been at a time for somebody like that to win so many people over, to win us over. You you got to be good to win us over, haven't you? Yeah. If you're a wrong one. Um, yeah, she's, she's just did an amazing job and, and she is like the nicest, she's nicest so, person. Yeah, but we, as an actress, she's charismatic and she draws your eyes to her. Yeah, and it's just crazy to think how young she is because she only just hit her 18th birthday this year, didn't she? Like when we met her back in March, she was only 17, but she was so kind of confident and, um, and, and, and like I said, she is just absolutely lovely she's and good. everybody you ever talk, I've heard talk about her say how ジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティンジェスティ